0: Okay, here we go. The Planet, Planet Mikey show. show. He's about to get crazy
1: and wild. Stay for a while. Don't touch a radio dial. The Planet, the Planet Show. Kicking it back. Sports talk. Listen to that and stay tuned for some giggles and last ghosts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Planet Mikey Show. We're happy as hell to have a legend in the studio with us. It's the one and only James Montgomery. I'll tell you, this guy's an entertainer. I, I was at a party the other day and, uh, James Montgomery got up there with a house band he didn't even had hadn't never met before, grabbed the harp, did a song, and the place went fucking nuts. It was unbelievable. It was Richie Conigliero's party, uh, Tony C's. Uh, and I, I was like, holy, this guy, he doesn't even need to, like, oh yeah, here's what we're going to do. Bang, he jumps into it, and the whole place is going
1: crazy. It was awesome. Remember that? It was like two weeks ago. <laughs> well, I do, you know. And, uh, <laughs> and he. Any self-respecting blues musician or harmonica player should be able to do that. Well,
0: you know? yeah, there, there's a lot of them running around, too, I'll tell you what. So that was a weird group. We take a f- group photo. You, me, Bill Lee, and, uh, and Scott Brown, the senator. What, what a motley crew that was. Absolutely. And you're telling me you played at Bill Lee's going away party when he got traded to the Expos? I did, and,
1: you know... Um, Bill and I used to hang out together. Uh, did I, you drink? I, well, <laughs> I, I think and I think now that it's legal in Massachusetts, I can tell you. What Smoked we used a to pot. T- well, I don't know. I, just, <laughs> I I I don't know. Well, Bill, would you did was, you've had Bill on here, right? Oh, sure. Did he admit to uh, smoking? Oh God, yes. He did admit to. I don't think there was sm- anything he didn't admit to. No. Oh, okay, so so I, I, I can say this then. <laughs> you know, the day after he pitched, he would be a little looser than the, like the day before he pitched. Right, <laughs> right. So we would hang out at what the Elliot, right? And then we meet there with Mary Lou, his wife at the time, and, and I was married to Barbara, and we would um, we'd go somewhere. We he had this hydroponically grown Texas Thai weed. It was unbelievable. And, uh, in his shoe. <laughs> yeah. So if it was the day after game, we go out, we get loose, we shoot pools. The only time I ever won a pool game was playing Bill Lee <laughs> <laughs> on Texas guy. Tie. Yeah, on Texas Tie. Right? <laughs> yeah. now, he's best man at my wedding. He's a he's a lunatic, but I love yeah. the guy. He's a great guy. Yeah, and a so it, it and, and the, the great thing for me, I was such a hockey fan. Hack that's how we said in Detroit, hockey. Such a hockey fan back then. Now were you a, a Detroit sports fan? Did you like the Tigers? Well, I, you know, I was a huge uh, uh, sports fan growing up, but you know, I, I became a hippie like my junior year in college, and then it was like the jocks and us, you know. Right, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I, I you know, I, I lost the, my sports enthusiasm until. Peter Bell, my guitar player, was a huge sports fan. But you must have Gordy Howe fan or something. Well, yeah, no, no. Listen, when I was a kid, I saw the. Listen, you, 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 you don't, you're not even. You're not, he <laughs> His dad even, wasn't even born. He don't won't know. even know who these people are. But I saw the Red Wings win the Stanley Cup. It was Alex Del Vecchio, Terry Sawchuk, uh, Red Kelly. Uh, Gordy Howe wasn't even thought of back then. It, 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 the captain was Ted Lindsay. Wow. And uh, Mr. And, Hockey and and Bill Gatsby, the greatest defenseman ever until Bobby Orr was Bill Gatsby who skated for the Red Wings. So I was a huge sports fan back then. You know, Charlie Pawpaw, Maxwell, Al Kaitland. You're and right. There is a period
0: of time though where sports seems, especially in that era, where people were. Finding their coolness, so to speak. Yeah, you they, know, for, didn't matter when
1: I moved to BU. It's like you know, my my dorm at BU, in it, 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 Playboy magazine was voted the number one party dorm in New England. Oh, yeah, Warren Towers. And and war? then, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, I was at Miles Standish. You know, okay. And, oh yeah. Which yeah. eventually, when I when when I meet uh, eventually when I when I meet Arthur Miller, it was great because I got a starting point to talk to Arthur Miller. And, and anyway. But um, so anyway, it was the big party dorm back then.
0: No, I to ask you this because I love women and everything they stand for. When you were in a band at a young age like that, a college guy, then you, you know your career really kind of launched, and you were you were at Chabot, you're doing stuff that you must have been just inundated with women. Because well, it was a free-spirited
1: love generation, too. Well, you know, there there was a certain amount of that that uh, that went on, but but I was, you know, I was a gentleman. You know, I I, I was a, yeah, sure. I, I never got wrapped up in that that, that much, you know. Uh, yeah. Okay. Sure. I'll, I'll, well, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, sure. listen. I look back at at that. Aspect of my life over the years, and I'm really happy with how it worked. Out. Yeah, I was, was going to say he's saying, "Well, okay, I did that." Uh, you know, I, 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 even I, I got laid back then. Well, you know, it's like you know, I, I've been with some of the most wonderful, beautiful women in, in the world, and and uh, and. And I'm currently with one as well, so uh, I'm I'm very happy with that aspect that's, of my life. That's good. That's good to hear. I mean, I was worried about
0: you. You know, you're not outgoing enough. You're not electric enough. I know. He enough. Was,
1: you know, you can't see this on the podcast, but he was breaking out in a sweat when he asked me that question, <laughs> and I, I think he was hoping I would, you know, see him after the show. I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So let me ask you a couple questions about some local. Uh, I say local; they're national and they're
1: local. People yeah, you know that's watched, the other thing you too. You played with everybody. Yeah, that's the other thing too. And and, and I'm, I'm I'm very sensitive about this, Mike. I'm very sensitive. Okay. It's like, <laughs> you know, I met the Alman Brothers years before I, I toured with them. Um, I went down to see Ross Unroll on Roland Kirk because I was, you know, for me, I, I listen. I I just listened to black music almost all my life, you know. And and for some reason, it just struck a chord with me. The first time I heard a blues song, it was like, wow, look at that, you know. And I had a radio show for, um, for five or six years until I joined the Johnny Winter Band, and then I didn't have time for it anymore. But I interviewed over a hundred blues musicians, and every blues musician—it's not like a rock guy. I want to play guitar. I want to g- g- wear Beetle boots. I want to get girls. It's beetle like, boots? Uh, you know, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you know. My
0: God, he's wearing them
1: now! <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And this one—look at the bottom—it's autographed by Ringo. They got Cuban heels. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, so yeah. So thanks for uh, interrupting my train of thought there, but. No, but see, with blues musicians, we all have a moment, you know. Anyway, so where were we? I was completely. No, that was
0: your that was your that was your moment. Uh, you know, I have these moments too where I go, "Wait a minute, why am I in the kitchen and where are my keys?"
1: I haven't had a whose moment house yet? is this? <laughs> well, yeah, you know, I'm living life in the hereafter. How so? Every time I walk in the room, I wonder what I'm here after. <laughs> but anyway. So
0: I was going to ask you about some because you know everybody locally. I mean, there's no question about oh, it.
1: Locally, that was it. Yes. Thank you very yes. much for bringing me and back. And triggered something. Yeah. So, so <laughs> I go to see Ross on Roland Kirk, right? And um, and and he, and, he, and he's he's opening up. Redbone is opening up. Remember that? Yeah, the Indians. They were Indians. The Native Americans. That's band. well, yeah. They were. We like to call them that. Yeah. So Redbone is opening up, and then it's Ross and Roland Kirk and the Almer Brothers. What a bill. I mean, back then, and I, I don't, for the life of me, I, I can't understand why promoters don't get it and, and mix up bands. Well, we got a blues headliner. We need blues people in the front. Sure. No, that's a complete wrong attitude. Anyway. So I go down to meet Rossan Roland Kirk, and I'm in his dressing room. And, and back then it was so loose. You know, I walked in the Almer Brothers' dressing room, said hello to everyone. I didn't know who they were. I didn't care because I was there for Rossan. So anyway, and he's blind, and he plays three saxophones at once, and he, And he's a motherfucker. I can say that on, 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 <laughs> on this, right? He's just a, another powerful guy like Cotton and like Butterfield. He's like one of my peeps, you know, he just, when he gets up there. So... And so we're backstage, you know, and, and and he can tune his own saxophone, but he takes my hand and he puts it on his instrument and we're talking. And uh, so he knows who I am or what I am by talking to me. He can tell that I'm a young kid, you know, and and he's doing this. And he says, so what do you do? I says, well, I'm a local musician. And he, and he stopped. He said, there's no such thing as a local musician. You a musician. I like it. So so I always, whenever anybody introduces anybody as a local musician... Or a local artist, it pings a, off a little. It nut- pings. Yeah. It, it's like there's no such thing as a local musician. Well, what do you call a guy like Magic Dick, who's from Pittsfield, Massachusetts? I call him a musician <laughs> who happens to come from Pittsfield, Massachusetts. And it's anyway. funny
0: because all of his girlfriends used to call him Magic Dick.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, and my bass player, my bass player back in the day when we first started, he says they got Magic Dick, so we'll call you Enchanted Asshole. <laughs> 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 and and it, fortunately, <laughs> that didn't stick. <laughs> well, it so it anyway,
0: uh, so <laughs> y- y- question about well, yeah, guys like him who, who are
1: okay. I'm gonna, I won't use the word local. I'll say who are well, from, for, happen
0: to be from around here. Well, now that
1: <laughs> now that now that now that it's in context, we can use it. So, okay. Yeah. Um, you, what do you what do you think of his harp work? Well, I, I think he's you know tied for the best in the business. You know, I mean, there's. Yeah. Very few, you know, and and as a matter of fact, for the longest time, everyone asked me, "Who do you think is the best harmonic player?" Yeah, you know, you can't. I I asked you that, too. Yeah, but it's difficult to answer that question because it's you know. I mean, who's better, Modigliani or or Cezanne? You know, it's like, you know, you want to listen to Bizet or, or or, you know, Mozart. You know, so it's really you're right. It's what you do with that instrument and your own style, right? Well, but eventually, years ago. Before this influx of all these other great players, which has happened, harmonica players, which has happened recently, I, I finally just said, OK, magic deck, you know, uh, when I when I when I took everything into consideration, what's he doing with the instrument? Uh, how How can he really play? Uh, what are his roots, uh, how much can he say, uh, what kind of economy does he use, and also where is he taking the instruments and terms of electlo- electronics or whatever. So for a while, my my answer was magic dick. I thought he was the best on the planet. Mm-hmm. You know, Now there's all these guys that are coming up from, from everywhere, and it's becoming increasingly difficult to to determine because everyone's experimenting around with electronics and overblows, I just did. You know, I'm making a documentary on James Cotton, and we had harmonica players come in from all over the world, and we did two nights in Fall River uh, because we wanted to play. We wanted to play the Narrows, but we also wanted this warehouse space where we came in. And we sat down for two days with groups of harmonica players sitting around in a warehouse in a mill setting wow. just telling stories and playing we set we got off in groups of eight you know we had annie Reigns and 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 uh, Rick Estrin and mark hummel and and Kenny Neal. I mean, the list goes on. And what if an old drunk guy stumbled on that group of people playing? Eight guys playing. I mean, what, what would they think? They'd think, uh, you know, give me a harmonica. I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's only a child's story, for God's sakes. Speaking of that, I
0: J- James Montgomery and the James Montgomery Blues Band. Uh, where are you playing? Where you guys playing next? I want, also I want to know if you could grab your harp and do an imitation of of uh, Paul Butterfield, or do an imitation of yourself. Well, just live with no acoustics, yeah, sure, no accompaniment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can do that. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, hang on. Can he do this? <laughs> he, this guy he falls on of bed, he can do this, and then well, go no, right that's... back to sleep. <laughs> no, You know, I, uh, where are where you guys playing uh, in the near future? Uh, I know you're all over the place. Weren't you going to be in Jamaica or something? Or?
1: Yeah, I've got a, I've got a week in Jamaica coming up with Sonny Landris, you know, arguably one of the greatest slide guitar players on the planet. Um, you know, I always introduce. You know, Johnny Winter to me was the greatest live guitar player ever. I, you know, and 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 I tell you, I can talk about Johnny forever because uh, you know he's the most interesting guy I've ever worked with in my life. But anyway, um, but so Sonny Landvest and Samantha Fish, and uh, and I've got uh, David Hall, who's from the Joe Perry Project, and uh, everyone's going down there, and. Uh, So come on down to Jamaica and buy those tickets. (laughs) But before you get on the phone, just remember, there are no more tickets available. (laughs) I got a girl in Montego Bay. Remember that old joke? No, no, I go ahead. The girl in
0: Montego Bay, Jamaica? Not yet, but I'm going to. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. No, my, my wife went to the Caribbean. Jamaica? No, she went on her hey, own. See okay, that? I there got to go. okay.
0: We have a sponsor for the podcast. I know I mentioned uh, Dr. Robert Leonard. I In 2003, I had a uh, hair transplant surgery. They take the hair from where you have a lot of it, which is the sides. So they take the hair from there and they put it where you don't have any mm. and it grows. Why? Because it's your hair. And it's the same color and it grows the same pace because it's your hair. Nothing has ever changed my life more uh, than having my hair restored. I found a new wife and a new life all because of Dr. Leonard uh, and uh, Dr. Matthew Lepresti. They are the guys, believe me when I tell you, the guys, if you're considering permanent hair restoration, call 1-800-GET-HAIR. They have six locations in New England and they're wonderful people and they're highly professional and it works. 1-800-GET-HAIR or go to HairDR.com.
1: So by the way, the reason I got my harmonicas in the first place. We were telling a couple of Polish jokes, and listen, please, come on, you know, it, 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 you know, honest to God, my my mother was Polish, and the whole thing. So I, we have nothing, but 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 the reason I got my harmonica in the first place. <laughs> I want to hear more about your mom. No, no, the reason I got my harmonica in the first place was to, was to 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 give you this Christmas in Poland. You ready? Yes.
0: <laughs>
1: no, no, no!
0: It's beautiful. Not, not bad, huh? See that, that? now you know you'll have a gig, even if you get to the old
1: folks' home at age one hundred. <laughs> yeah, you know, so yeah, you'll yeah. still have a gig. Yeah. Well, it's like Lawrence Welk. You know, he, <laughs> you know, you know the difference between Lawrence Welk and a moose. Not really. Uh, the moose has the horns in front and the asshole in back. But anyway, you
0: know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you very much. Uh, that's good. Now a one,
0: a uh, two. Uh, <laughs> that's pretty good. Uh, now here's another thing that Ben doesn't remember. Well, come on, on PBS. It can be your friend at times like this. Listen, really? I don't care about menstrual cycles. I, I, this is an old TV show. <laughs> PBS. Oh. Well, hey, sorry. you know,
1: I'm, I'm starting to get more interested in what Ben has to say <laughs> than you or me. I know. You know. In fact, let me let me take a <laughs> swig of wine and so why don't you do? Uh, James Montgomery's going to do a,
0: uh, a command performance uh, of something bluesy, I'm assuming? Yeah, yeah, sure. What do you want?
1: Do you do Paul Butterfield? Yeah, yeah, Walker. yeah. Okay, Paul Butterfield. I uh, like <laughs> Damn that's Damn.
0: awesome. <laughs> Here's up,
1: everybody. That was Paul. But and Paul would turn over to his grave if he heard me play it like that. But I I have to ask you, because you talked about the Blues brothers
0: earlier. How good was Aykroyd?
1: Aykroyd's good. He's pretty really? good. Really? He's pretty good. You know, and uh and, and I'll tell you one thing about Danny and and I I gotta say this, you know. Of all the people I've met in this business, Dan Aykroyd is really one of the greatest, nicest people I've ever met. And and I and and you know I've heard that about him. And, and you know I've met. Everybody at this point, you know, and uh, Kid Rock at home is is a, a, a sweetheart. When he when he gets on the road, I don't know what happens to him. But, <laughs> but, but <laughs> same no. thing that happens to all of us. No, but kid, you know, but but Dan Aykroyd is is really one of the greatest people I've ever met in this business, and and I I almost have more respect for him, and what he's done for the blues and everything. I, I just can't uh, talk enough about how great it was for Aykroyd, and we played his. Uh, I, I i we played his 30th birthday party he's 25th or 30th but anyway so anyway we're all down at his parents place uh, uh mr a we call his father so you know we, we we did these series of shows that Donna Dixon is who's also the sweetest person in the world because'm I'm, I'm trying to Evaluate him as a harmonically eventually. So, <laughs> no, I'm, so, I'm so, fascinated. So, so, before I say that he's not as good as some others, um, I, I'm, I'm I'm trying to tell you what a great person he is. And 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 at one point, um, I had a band called the East Coast Funk Busters. Right? It was me and Alex Taylor, James's older brother. The older brother of the old Oldest, Taylor family, Kate and Yeah, Livingston. Yeah, and- yeah, yeah. And AT was the one who got them all in, involved and everything. So I had a band with A.T. It was called uh, James Montgomery. World's longest band named James Montgomery, Alex Taylor, and the East Coast Funk Busters. <laughs> 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 who, who are you going to call Funk Busters? Right. And then I had afraid of no funk. Uh, so, and me. we had five singers. We had this big band. So, so Danny comes down. And, of course, Aykroyd, you know, he just doesn't come down. He's in Martha's Vineyard. So, you know, he could take the ferry or a plane to Hyannis. Now he comes in a helicopter, <laughs> lands, right, come on, you know, with Donna. And he takes us out to dinner at the Kuna Messet. Great, great restaurant down there. And he's going, well, gentlemen, uh, I'm very happy to come down here and see the band tonight. But, uh, you know, I don't expect me to sit in because... I'm just down here to see the music and uh and i i, I really don't uh, want to be asked to come up on stage at the end of the night. I got thirty pictures of ackroy playing with the band you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he was shot <laughs> yeah he was shot yeah no so 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 he makes me an a member of the uh, of the blues brothers and uh and we go and, and well no before that before that. Uh, Donna puts together it, it's his 30th birthday is coming up. I, I want to say 25th but it must have been 30. Had to be 30. Yeah, so his 30th is coming up. And so Donna puts together this whole big party at at his parents' farm out in uh, Kingston, Ontario, right? And um so just so that he doesn't, you know, think that everyone's up there for his party, she puts together this tour that's sponsored by the the CBC or whatever Canadian broadcast? BBC or CBC? CBC, 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 CBC yeah. yeah. So the CBC is covering this thing, and it's the Funk Busters, and Paul Schaefer and Aykroyd have joined my band, which is great, because when Aykroyd took over the band, we made a lot more money than when I was playing. <laughs> well, gentlemen, uh, well, gentlemen, $500 per rehearsal, does that sound all right to you? Uh, yeah, okay, I'll <laughs> Yeah, sure, that sounds good. What you want me there? Yeah, exactly. Well, gentlemen, you know. so <laughs> He's the greatest guy. So anyway, so she puts together this tour so that like you know, when he runs into John Candy, I was telling you earlier, John Candy and 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 uh, all these guys, when he runs into him, he, he thinks they're there for the tour. But what everyone's up there for really is this birthday party, party for him, you know? surprise party. Yeah. So anyway, so we get set up, and, and we're we're at, we're at his parents' house and um, his parents' farm. And me and Bill Murray are on jet skis, you know. But remember when jet skis were really small and you could fall over? It's very scary. They don't even have those anymore. They got these wave runners. Who could fall off one of those fucking things? But anyway, (laughs) but me and Bill Murray are falling off of these things, and everyone's, you know, Tom Scott and the and the the, and the whole Blues Brothers band, Steve Cropper, Steve Jordan. Uh, uh, Paul duck. Schaefer, Duck Dunn, yeah, Duck Dunn. All of all of us are like you know we're playing volleyball and we're doing all this, and then uh, and then there, there's like a, a convenience store about twenty minutes from from the farm, and Donna goes, well, "I'm going to go, go in and buy some tampons. You want to come with me, Danny? No, I don't think so. You know. So she drops the dime. She tells it all of a sudden, it's like Vietnam. All these like you know uh, camouflage." Things come over the tour buses, everything. Anyway, it's a long story, but. She's, I got to tell you something. You know, (laughs) James Montgomery,
0: you've had a boring, shitty life.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, anyway, so the the camouflage comes over, and this is the best part. (laughs) We got this band set up in the barn. It's like all the Blues Brothers, plus Bones Malone, Lou Marini, the the, the Saturday Live Horns, and Tom Scott. And. We're all sitting there, and Bill Murray's rehearsing us, right? He's going no, when he comes in, go like this Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> so there's like 200 people in mind going, Surprise. <laughs> right, that, I know. So, so anyway, so Ackroyd Ag- comes back and is fine. Well, son, did I show you the new riding mower I have in the garage? Because he's clueless, right? And he walks in, and everyone goes, and if you're having a surprise party, that's yeah. the way to do it. I'm going to
0: remind me. <laughs> can no. I rent that? But place? anyway,
1: anyway, so anyway, so the answer to the question is Dan Craig's okay. So he's decent. All right, yeah, he's decent. <laughs> Jim Belushi's a little better. Oh, really? Than Danny on the harmonica? Yeah. Yep. He really? He, see, I never would have thought that. Belushi can play. Um, John Goodman. I played with him. He's okay. To me, the best celebrity harmonica player. Believe it or not. Bruce Willis. He can fucking really Really? Yeah. Yeah. Is that well, a shocker? A no, he's it got It shouldn't that... be that much of a surprise. He had that album. and No, well, he's got uh, that band. Bruce Willis but is... Look
0: where he puts him, though, of all the celebrities he's played. That, that's That's how... You know who's, who really shocked me, too? Did you ever see that video where Sting is up on stage and... Uh, uh, who's the actor that played uh, Iron Man? Uh, Robert Downey Jr. Robert I Downey am. Jr. gets up on stage. Yeah, that's really And good. it's driven to tears, I think mm-hmm. they're doing the song. Driven to tears by the police. And... He was better than Sting. Robert Downey Jr. did the whole song, and Sting sang back what, up with as
1: him a, as, a, as a lead vocalist. When you get yeah. home tonight, it's, or not tonight, really whatever
0: you get. Around. What? Just Google Robert Wait, I'm Downey not Jr. Home tonight? What do are you, know you got? A hooker out there? <laughs> Google John Lee hookers out there. So <laughs> Google Robert Downey Jr. I look uh, like a hooker? Driven, I, come on, you know? driven to tears. And watch, just watch it. You'll, you'll freak out. You will freak out. Anyway, we, we. This is almost. This is going to be two podcasts. I think this is too good. Um, James Montgomery. I want to thank you for being here. First of all, it's always great when I run into you because it's not only entertaining for me and for the for the audience, but we always get to to share stories. and uh, And this hooking up for this uh, podcast is big for the Planet
1: Mikey uh, podcast. Well, it, listen, I got to say this too. You know, uh, I'm a huge sports fan now, and I listen to Mikey's show all the time. Uh, you know, the heck with everyone else. I you know, outside of the lame theme song you used to have that I wanted to rewrite, (laughs) and I'm glad to hear hear it's been rewritten. I've been a big fan of yours forever, man, and I'm it's a privilege for me to be on your show. Thank you very,
0: very much. Our thanks to James Montgomery for being here tonight.